How was your shower? Hot. Gross. Too much information, Steve. <laughs> no, it's okay. You know, I'm one of them never panthers, so. <laughs> never nudes. Never nudes. Yeah, never panthers the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we call them Donald Ducks. You're just constantly nude from the waist down. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, except when we come out of the shower, then we put on a towel when we don't wear a top. Crazy. Sorry, my girlfriend just walked in while I'm recording my big successful podcast. This isn't very professional, Kate. You, what do you want? Okay. No, no, you can't change. I'm making art with my co-collaborator Stephen Byrne. It's okay. It's an audio medium. She's going to get naked while you're recording. She, she is now. This is all in the show. She's very fast. Taking off her jeans. <laughs> well, she is. <laughs> what is this? She's trying to seduce you as you record. Babe, not now. I'm trying to engage in pol- healthy political discourse and I can't focus with you stripping. You're cutting that out of the show. No, I'm not cutting it out of the show. That's the best part. <laughs> the staying in the show. Oh, the power of the editor. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that, that'll do for a cold open, but you told me you have a cold open. Yeah, well, uh, I thought I'd tell you and everybody else on, about um, my new hobby. I also want to ask you a question based on it. Um, so I've been doing a new hobby and it's very, it's very handsy. It involves my hands. Okay. I get to use my hands a lot, get to feel and, and manipulate things with my hands. And sometimes it's kind of messy and sticky. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if I wear a dark t-shirt, there's these stains. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so, so the thing I wanted to ask you based on that is like, are you more into girth or length? Uh, <laughs> girth. Yeah. Yeah. Just girth? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. What's this well, hobby? What's this a, hobby? <laughs> there's advantages and disadvantages to both, I would say. I would say there's nothing but advantages to girth. <laughs> I would think of like a snack size Pringles tube of like ratio of girth to length. Or, oh, no, I, no, no, I need no. to know the context. What are we talking about? Much wider than that. I'm t- oh. oh, much, much wider than that. <laughs> what is this? Oh, is this your bread making? Yeah. Ah, that's right. You're a baker boy now. I'm a baker boy. You there's some fucking picture-esque loaves you've been posting lately. Oh yeah, got my baps on display. <laughs> got the baps out for the boys. Ooh, what have you been baking? The sourdough? Uh I haven't gone out to sourdough yet. Because that's I, an advanced shit. Yeah. I, someone sent me a culture and I tried to keep it alive, but it died. Someone sent you the culture? Yeah, well I sent away for the culture and they posted ah. it to me. But then that was from England. That's probably why it died because all right. things from England die. That's it. And um, so I got a new one from Ireland. So hopefully that'll come back to life easier. Like, I, I used to have a starter for a while. So mm. for those who don't know, when you're making a sourdough, you use like an active live culture instead of like dried yeast. So it's like a living organism that you have to maintain and feed every day like a fucking Tamagotchi mm. um, or a child. I guess any living creature. I don't know why I went to Tamagotchi, but I would, get to, a, I would get in a lot more trouble for killing my child though than I did for the sourdough or a Tamagotchi. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, that's and you use that then when you're making the bread. But you're building up to that, I guess. Did you just equate Tamagotchi death with child death? I'll play back the tapes later on and see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't tried it yet, but that's really difficult. No, my ones are just regular old leaven breads. Um, you put a little bit of yeast in, you fold it all, you let it rise overnight, and that gets a little bit of the fermenty. Sourdoughy mm. flavor. It's mm-hmm. good. It's good bread. Oh man, I must try it sometime. 
So uh, well, the reason I want to know about girth or length is for when I do get to make you a loaf, do you want one of the big roundy loads, big thick roundy boy, or do you want oh, a long, a long rolly boy? Like a big baguette or or an anti-baguette? Yeah. Uh, yeah, get me, I want a pure sphere of bread. I want it to be perfectly <laughs> sphere. No imperfections on the outside, just a mathematically perfect sphere of bread. No problem. That's easy peasy. I don't That's know why it. you haven't asked before. Great. Look at that. Girlfriend stripping and bed, br- bread, br- bread, 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 bread. Oh, I'm broken. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I thought of boobs and now bread. I can't speak. Hey, don't be motorboat and Kate in the middle of the show. Oh, she's going to kill me. Okay, I, let's play, let's play the I was, music. I, I don't. You can choose whether or not to put this in, but I was going to follow on and ask you, do you think... Oh, that's getting cut out. <laughs> I, thought, I thought so. <laughs> The theme music's just played. I've just cut out everything you just said. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's perfectly understandable. It's awful. Oh, shivers. Okay, uh, I'm trying to get back on track now. Oh, do you have a beer? Yeah, I got myself a tangerine. Clockwork tangerine. I was about to say tangerine dream, but it's not called that. Oh, uh, fuck. Okay, I, oh, I want a beer. Okay, can you hold sit tight and I'm going to see if I have a beer downstairs. I'll just slurp my beer. Yeah, okay, back in a second. Hi, Steve. Hello. Hi. Hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Get out. Put your clothes back on and get out of my studio. I thought I, I, thought I could hear the naked in her voice. Fucking hell. Try and build a podcast empire. Anyway. Mm. You still there? Yeah. Have you got like a can of G&T or something like that? No, I've got, so I only had one beer left in the fridge and it's one I've been putting off drinking for ages because it's like a weird mystery beer that I got from someone in work. It's called Henderson's Relish. It might, just like, be, it might just be a jar of relish. It sounds like something for a bagel. Yeah. A Bloody Mary Porter. So it's mm. a porter flavored like a Bloody Mary. So it's for, it's supposed to be, you're supposed to drink it with when you're eating ramen or something, he was saying. I don't know. Anyway, it's I've been very, avoiding it. Very it's very specific. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I'm never a fan of porters at home. I guess it's kind of like a an Irish thing. You have to drink Guinness in the pub. Mm. And if it's a black beer, it must be in a pub. Oh, yeah, no, not a fan of that. Okay, Maybe. sorry. We've been dilly-dally for too long. <laughs> you have to go, go off and make some ramen and then come back. Yeah, I'll take a while. Uh, what, what are we doing? What, what do you want to do? What are we? Uh, oh, so we have announcements. Yeah, we do. So just pulling up the, the, the show notes. Uh, we're doing a fucking live show. Another live show. Live show 2.0. Mm. Again, part of the Dublin Podcast Festival. Uh, it's happening. Fuck me. You should have written this down. November 22nd. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, uh, I, I should, shouldn't I? But <laughs> I, I think you're right. Fuck, we're bad at this. No, it's November 22nd. Anyway, tickets will be on sale on Monday or yesterday, I guess, when this comes out. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> so bad uh, but there'll be a link in the show notes um, to get tickets yes available on and ticketmaster.ie yeah is it ticketmaster yeah, yeah. it is ticketmaster yeah. Uh, fucking hell it's going to um, be in the workman's 
in the Workman's Club, yeah, in in Dublin. Uh, last year, fuck, God knows how, but we we sold out. So don't don't sit on on getting tickets just because you think we're not popular. Because we somehow sold out last year, mm. um, and that might happen this year. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Well, uh, we have guests. We have uh, not guests. We have co co showers. Co showers. That's a word. Yeah. Uh, the Irish Times Politics Podcast. Mm. Um, who we've had on the show before. We've we've had Hugh on the show before. Yeah, he's the host. Yeah, exactly. So that would be a fucking great night. And we well, we we have our own very, very special guest for our segment of the night. Do we want to talk about that or will we kind of keep that for later release? I guess the question is, is she definitely going to come? <laughs> That's a good... She said yes, but maybe we'll get... Maybe, okay, we'll wait for the next episode just so we can further lock things down. Yeah, I mean... She is busy. She lives in a big house in England. She's busy. She's got all them corgis. That, oh. Um, oh. Oh. One of her sons is in trouble this week. <laughs> <laughs> it, okay, it's fine. It's it's Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> a personal friend of Richie's. Personal friend of me. I was in Dame Judy Dench's house. She made you tea. Ever, she made me tea. She gave me a hug and a kiss. I don't know if you ever oh. talked about that on the show. In what order? Uh, hug, tea, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Richie likes it. Yeah, hug, tea, kiss will also be my um, author name if I ever like ghostwrite anybody. No, I'm hug, Richie's, tea. He's bringing back the animorphs by hug, tea, kiss. <laughs> oh, I miss the animorphs. <laughs> I love the animorphs. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Live show, yes. Tickets, ticket link in the show notes. I will also be posting about it on social. Um, and c- come see us. Last night or last year was so much fun, and we hang around afterwards and get drinks with everyone who comes along, and we say hi. And it's a good old night. It is a fantastic night. Yeah, and yeah, and sure, look, go. Why don't you? Richie's going to do a flip. <laughs> oh yeah, Steve did a flip last year. It's my turn to do a flip this year. I'll do a double flip. Oh, you bastard! Uh, always have to one up me. That's it. Um, okay, anything else you want to talk about before we get into the, the meat of it? Um, briefly explain the podcast for new listeners. If you haven't guessed, it's a very specific, on-the-nose, never-deviating podcast about politics. <laughs> very very untang- untangential. No tangents No whatsoever. tangents whatsoever. Just a straight line. On the point. Mm-hmm. Where very little stripping happens on this show. 13 minutes into the recording, we still haven't mentioned what we're talking about for the episode. Or even anything vaguely related to politics at all. Well, I mean, girth, we, don't, we did, we did mention we girth. did mention a different podcast that does politics. We said inside politics. That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking hell. And girth and length, of course, which are staple political terms. Um, do we want to talk about do you want do you want to give a definition of what is what I'm? Or should I? I can't remember whose turn it is. I mean, I was going to ask, do you think this is a girthier or a lengthier podcast? Oh, this, is, this podcast is all girth. What are you talking about? <laughs> We're the chode of political podcasting. <laughs> this is the new tagline. <laughs> oh, chode cast. Oh, um, dear. Uh, yeah, fuck. We're so bad at describing what this show is. You get the idea. <laughs> okay, let's move along because we have been dilly dallying a lot. Do you want? Should we talk about news? Uh, I bre- I forgot to cap, like put it into nice little tangents and bullet points for us to talk about. So mm. very briefly, someone bombed Saudi Arabia. Oil got more expensive. Yeah. Uh, 
Israel had elections again and they still can't figure out who's in charge. Justin Trudeau dressed up as a black man a few times back in 2000s. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, Lenny Henry says it was actually him, so don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know, all the other stuff. Uh, climate strike happened. Climate I strike. Gonna, I was going to talk about Brexit, but it's been giving me such anxiety recently that I was like, fuck it, I'm taking a break and talking about something a little bit more optimistic, which is the planet burning. <laughs> uh, but more specifically, how we as a species, or some of us at least, have been kind of responding to, to the catastrophe. Um, so the climate strike happened uh, yesterday as we're recording, last Friday the 20th of September. Um, uh, millions of people around the world joined in, took the day off school or work, depending on if you're a kid or an adult, and attended protests outside government buildings the world over. Uh, Greta Thunberg have we ever talked about Greta Thunberg on the show before no never mentioned no, her she, name before no 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 yeah well she's uh, for people who don't know she's kind of like the catalyst for this particular movement um, she's a wonderful climate change activist who just also happens to be 16 years old uh, when she's she, she is essentially she is the powerful hurricane that you can expect if we don't change the planet they basically condense it into the form of a very angry teenage Swede Absolutely. And I, what I love is she's so fucking direct when she talks to people about these issues. Mm. Like whether you are a teenage peer of hers or like a U, someone on the UN, she'll talk to you in the same like matter of fact, urgent, no bullshit way, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she is wrapped up in, the, in this 16 year old Swedish girl, it just makes it all the more potent for some reason. Um, but yeah, when she was 15, she was the first person to... to um, take a day off school to go protest outside the Swedish parliament. And then since then, her profile has risen. And this movement, this idea of striking in the name of climate, has just gained more and more momentum under the name Fridays for Future. So ever since then, millions of kids all over the world have been striking on Fridays and taking a day off school. Because, you know, there's not, they're not going to have much of a future um, if we don't do something about it. So yeah, so those mass protests happened all over the world on Friday head of the UN Climate Summit, which is in New York. And actually, this, this is actually what I wanted to build and talk to. Um, so, you know, this, this climate summit is happening in, in, in New York um, next week. And like loads of leaders from around the world are going to attend. Mm-hmm. Trump is going to be there. Trump is going to be in the UN HQ during the climate summit. Mm-hmm. But he won't actually be attending. <laughs> he's, he's instead going to a separate conference on religious freedoms. In the same building, he's booked out a huge room, but he's not actually going to attend the climate summit. Yeah, that sounds like him. That sounds That's, like his style. It's such a middle finger. He could have done it anywhere else. But it's in the same building. Well, I presume it's going to be like loads of other countries that aren't on board going, I, join, I, going to join him. Like the, I, the countries yeah. that like to burn things. Yeah, I guess. Like Anyway, what a prick. Granada. Looking at you, Granada. <laughs> and America. And America. They're in the same bucket now. Uh, speaking of Donald Trump, should we get on to our actual main subject? Yeah. yeah. Next year, the Americans are going to have their shot at kicking him out of office. Man, four years already. Well, not already, three years, I guess. But you know what I mean? Time flies. Mm, when you're having fun. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to talk about the, um, the race for the US president, 2020 race. Yeah. So before we get into the specifics, can you do me a favor and just recap how that system kind of works. Like, let's start off with, like, who can run? Anybody. There's an American, anyone, any American over the age of 35. Right. Anyone at all. Okay. Harambe. Is that what? Harambe ran last year. <laughs> the, the, the gorilla. The dead gorilla. The dead gorilla. <laughs> that dead gorilla got more votes than you and I will ever get for anything ever. It's true. He did. He got tens of thousands. Mm. 
but it didn't it didn't work out. But yeah, so anyone can run for it. Um, so how does the actual like so once people decide to run for it, what happens then? Like so how does the system work? It, it's a two party system in the United States. So granted, this isn't in the Constitution. This isn't in the rules. Well, actually, it is in the rules, but it's not in the Constitution. So the Constitution just says any American over the age of thirty five gets to run. Mm-hmm. Um, but the system is a two party system that's always been so the laws of the states have been set up to make it that essentially you have to run for either the Democratic or the Republican Party. Yeah. You can run third party if you want. But throw away your vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As Kang and Kodos famously said in the nineties but in the in the Simpsons. Yeah. Um but for example, Bernie Sanders was an independent senator mm-hmm. from Vermont, but he ran for the Democratic candidacy because that was essentially his only route to getting a legitimate chance. Right, okay. Back in the 90s, there were some candidates that did relatively well. Like they got, but you're talking 5 to 6% of votes in terms of third party votes. Right. And all they ended up doing was taking votes away from one side to give to the other, to allow the other to get ahead. I think the last time you had a significant third party candidate was Abraham Lincoln. And that was the start of the Republican Party. The the party, I think the Whigs who he ran against, they just collapsed. And that was, correct me if I'm wrong, that was a while ago. Uh, I won't correct you because you're right. Oh yeah, nailed it. It was a while ago. Quite a while ago. Mm. While. While. Uh, Yeah, so you have to run in what's called the the primaries for your party. Um, You have down in the notes, what's the difference between primaries and caucuses because sometimes they use the different words caucuses as far as i can tell are like a more town holly come into a room put your hands up and vote for who you want to be the president okay whereas primary and they do them in iowa and maybe nevada so these happen at the state level yes all these have all primaries and caucuses happen at the state level so it's 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 the same as the um as the electoral system for the president. Mm-hmm. It's done at a state-by-state basis and then you add them all up at the end. It's not actually done on, you count one vote in Washington state alongside one's vote in California state. Rather, you count all the votes from Washington and then pick a winner and then count all the votes from California and pick a winner and then add up all whoever win all the different states, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so basically, this is just a, a process of whittling Yes. To get to the to the to the main candidates. Yeah, and it happens over quite a while. So it's gonna start in January twenty twenty. Um mm-hmm. Iowa and New Hampshire are first, and then there's a string of loads of other states. And by the time you get to around June, it should really be down to the leading candidate. Okay. And then they'll get nominated at the convention in the summertime, and I think the Democratic convention is in July and it is in Milwaukee in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Is it always there or do they? No, no, they pick a different venue every two years. They have, a, or every four years. The, the parties have conventions every four years to nominate their, their leader party. And they also mm-hmm. have um, big discussions about what kind of policy stances they'll be taking. But essentially those policy discussions are irrelevant because whoever becomes president will make up their own policy stances anyway. And that'll kind of inform the tone and agenda yeah. of that party because they're Basically, the party leader if they become president correct yes you're not the official party leader because the parties don't have official party leaders unlike the european mm. system where the party leader is a much more significant position essentially mm-hmm. once you become the, the the presidential nominee or the president you are the mm-hmm. leader of your party just by default right. because yeah. you're the highest ranking official right makes sense yeah okay um, so when is when is the the this all going to happen you, you start talking about those primaries but what's the overall timeline it's going to start in January with actual votes. 
mm-hmm. and then once the votes start happening you're going to see different people doing different doing very um they're going to do better or worse in different states that's going to start whittling them down and then by the time you get to i would predict around april or may it'll be down definitely to the last person okay and then by the time you get to may then it'll be one-on-one um, it'll be the Democratic nominee versus Trump, essentially, because even though they technically have a primary system for the incumbent candidate, it mm. is considered incredibly bad form to stand against your your sitting president. Right. So, OK, because it's seen as an affront to the current, yeah. you know, leader of the party and the most powerful man in the country and world. Yeah. So the last it did happen pretty significantly back in 68 um, a while ago, but not as long as Lincoln. So President mm. Johnson was in charge and he was running the country deeper and deeper into Vietnam and things were starting to get very, very, people were starting to get kind of freaked out about it and he wasn't that popular. So mm. his, um, he was challenged, uh, he was, he was challenged in the primary by Robert Kennedy. And on the basis of that, Johnson actually decided not to stand again because okay. it was, he didn't think it was going to be worth having to go through as a sitting president fighting against a strong candidate. So like Barack Obama, Obama was never going to be challenged by a legitimate uh, Democrat back when he ran again in 2012. And this time around, Donald Trump is not going to be challenged by a high-ranking Republican. Right. But they, there are still other contenders. Yeah. Is that, is, why do they do that? Is that just to keep the kind of practice of democracy alive? Oh, God, systems no. in place? No, no, or is no, it no, just, no. Okay. No, no. These, these guys are just, the, because Trump is such a unique and controversial candidate, these guys are literally just saying, this, this guy is not representative of our party so we are going to put ourselves forward as alternatives and for all okay. for all respect and purposes in terms of their own campaign they would be putting themselves forward as if they are legitimate candidates and legitimate alternatives to trump but mm-hmm. equally so the De- republican party will not back anybody but trump um, okay they will not get debates with trump on stage the same way the democrats do they will not be given endorsements by anybody they will just be ignored as a the media will will make more of that than the actual party will right okay they're kind of political pariahs at this point um yeah basically but perhaps um, once the trump wave is gone it depends they may they may end up getting some credit from credit like if trump goes down in a, uh, in a ball of flames which mm-hmm. i mean we kind of expecting him to do it within a day he still hasn't done it yet so maybe that's not going to happen um maybe they maybe they think that they would be there standing as i told they get some i told you so credit (laughs) but it's unlikely the sweetest reward of all yeah i mean it, it is it's evidently true that the republican party has become the party of donald trump nobody that stood against him lasted um, loads of people have retired back at the the midterms in terms of senators and congresspeople that would have been never Trumpers. And this mm-hmm. time around, there's even more retirements from the Republican officials. People that basically don't like Trump are just getting replaced by people who do. So it's nice. his party. Okay. And he'll, and we'll all die if he wants us to. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Moving on then. Uh, before before we get deeper into the, talking about the candidates and stuff, um, can you just give me a quick recap of the electoral college system? Because I know that that plays a big part in it, and it's still quite confusing. Yeah. Oh well, it's perfectly simple. You just take the discombobulated flux capacitor, input four times ten gigawatts, and jump up and down four times. That's basically what I hear. <laughs> well, it's kind of simpler than the Irish system, to be honest. How are you supposed to explain PR to somebody? Anyway, um, yeah. Um, right. So. It is not a populist vote. So when Ireland voted for their president, 
a vote in Donegal was put into a box and then sent down to Dublin and put into a big pile with votes from Dublin and Cork and Galway and all them different yeah. places. One by one. Each one vote was by sent one. separately. Yes. <laughs> they all got their own van. <laughs> well, we take our democracy very seriously, Richie. Yeah, that's a, and the van says Steve's vote on it. <laughs> well, no, obviously not, because then you could take out that van and take out my vote. No, they're, they're anonymous. Um, it says not Steve's vote on it. <laughs> Not Richie's vote. Not John's vote. <laughs> We're so good at this. It's a beautiful system. Um, the, the the electoral system was set up to try and diminish the power of the popular will and to give more power to states' rights. So the best way of thinking of it, it's actually designed to stop someone from winning the president just because they're the most popular. Okay. So you have to... Each state is allotted a certain number of electoral college votes Mm -hmm. and depending on its population. Okay. And each state, you have, they basically have many elections within the state for the president. They vote Democrat or Republican or a third party or Harambe and (laughs) whichever one gets the most. You, if you get 49% Democrat votes and then Mm -hmm. Republicans get 47% or whatever, you end up winning all the electoral college votes for that state. The, the Democrats in this situation. Yes, in that situation. Yeah. So it, the reason it gets complicated is that sometimes it does actually happen that the most popular candidate in terms of overall votes doesn't add up to whoever is the most popular, to whoever wins the Electoral College. And the way to think about that is that, let's say in Texas and California, 70% of both states vote for one person. Mm-hmm. But then every okay yeah and then and then between them all and then you and because they're such heavy heavily populated states you add up all the other states that vote for that person you could end up with like fifty four percent of the entire country voting for Harambe but let's say enough states that have enough electoral college votes actually vote for somebody else on a fifty one percent basis but that's mm-hmm. irrelevant because just because you get fifty one you win a hundred percent of those electoral college yes. votes. Yeah. So when you add them all up, you end up with the win because it's not, right. it's not the total number of votes. It's the total number of electoral college points or votes. Right. And that's what happened uh, last time around. Um, Donald Trump lost a popular vote, yeah. but he won on the electoral college system. He lost it quite significantly. I think he lost it by nearly three or four million votes, um, which mm-hmm. I think is the largest ever. And it happened in Bush one, I believe, when Bush, no, sorry, Bush two in his first vote. Um, mm-hmm. George W. Bush in 2000, he got less votes than Al Gore, but still became the president due to yeah. some dodgy dealings going on down in Florida. Yeah. And there is some talk they're trying to, they are, they're talking about changing the rules of different states to, to change how the electors vote. So some states are saying we will give our votes to whichever candidate gets the most national votes rather than who gets the most votes within our state. Oh, okay. Some people see that as a way around the electoral college system without actually changing the constitution because the electoral college is built into the constitution and the constitution of America is incredibly difficult to change. It's not like Ireland where we have one every fucking second day. It's like, oh, we need a new constitution to decide if I can change the president's hubcap. But, and we just... Oh, how did did that go through in in the end? Well, of course it did, yeah, because I was the only fellow who votes, so Steve's vote van went down and it was, no, you can't change the fucking (laughs) hubcap. But Michael D wants those boy racer caps. Fuck him. He wants those with spinning lights. He can take... It looks like a minion from he, those Despicable Me movies. He can take the little red go-kart that I sent down to him and he can be happy. <laughs> that ought to be adorable. 
Did you see, by the way, here's another fucking tangent. Uh, the thing that went viral, um, the tweet that said, Michael, the president of Ireland looks like Danny DeVito playing Bernie Sanders in the film. Oh, wow. And, it's, and then Danny DeVito retweeted it and he, and he agreed. It's so much. I'll add it to the show notes. It was like on the front page of Reddit as well. It's fucking perfect. Danny DeVito, he's a legend. I'd vote for him president of anything and anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, be, let's let's, be a great let's move. Uh, I want I want Michael D. Higgins for president and Danny DeVito for vice. <laughs> we may be short, but be back and punch. <laughs> and when they go, whenever they go to like any sort of big conference or whatever, they one gets on the other's shoulders and they wear a big trench <laughs> coat they so they look like a normal man. You're not a real president. You're just two short presidents <laughs> on top of each other. <laughs> Run! <laughs> that's what they say. That's what oh. that's what short men sound like when they flee. That's true. That's true. Okay, let's move along. Uh, so, g- given that Trump's the current president and he's a little bit more of a different president than we've been used to in the past, um, and then the kind of so political, because right? he's so fucking handsome. That's what I mean. No, because and like the the weird political landscape he's created. Does this race feel totally different to you compared to previous years? Like, what's the what's the vibe, Steve? Um, so far, no. I would say. The Democrats would be having the same election they would be having anyway. Right. Um, so we'll have to wait until the Democrats have finished their race to see. Mm-hmm. So the la- it's kind of hard to determine because it's it things have felt different for so long that this different just feels like the new normal. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Mm. Like what is like what is different anymore? Yeah, I mean <laughs> like the, the, the yardstick is just broken into a lot of individual pieces. The yardstick has been broken. They've put some orange paint on it and a blonde wig and they've fucking shoved it in the White House. I can't tell. It's just it none of it makes any sense. Um mm-hmm. I would yeah, I'd say we'll have to wait and see once because at the moment Trump he's picking He's, he's swinging jabs at the different candidates, but until he actually gets one person to hone in on and be his classic fucking Trumpy thing, and then however we see the Democrat, like, will they approach him the same way that Hillary Clinton did, which was essentially to make fun of him and his followers, mm. or will they just hit him on policy, or will they call him corrupt? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, we'll have to wait. And yeah, because it's quite it's quite siloed right now. You got a lot of Democrat and de- Democrat debate and conversation. You got Dem on Dem, Dem on Dem action. <laughs> Deminatrix. I don't know how <laughs> <laughs> Who will be the deminent candidate? The de- that- BD Des Dem B- I don't know. Oh no, he's thinking of boobs again. Oh no. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, you just sound like <laughs> Boris Johnson now. Oh no, that explains so much. Okay, well should we start talking about the candidates then? Yeah, sure. Um I don't want to talk about cool. the other Republican candidates because as I said, that's just stupid. <laughs> yeah, I had to look up. I I haven't heard of any of these people. Mark Sanford, Joe Walsh, Bill Weld. Never heard of any of you them. You could be. Co- I think one of them's like a talk show host or something. You could be talking about Dublin's halfbacks who won the All Ireland last year. I have no fucking idea. Like, who are these? Joe Walsh is the best halfback that Meath has ever seen. There you go. You see. Right. So let's move on to a different Joe. Joe Biden, Uncle Joe, Diamond Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's the where, where is he now is he like the favourite currently in the polls he's the front runner yes but you see right. favourite is a different thing now you see the the, yeah. stat- the statisticians will point out that his um, he has some things not going for him there's a big enthusiasm problem okay so briefly if for some reason you don't know who Joe Biden is he was the vice president under Barack Obama yeah uh, before that he was known as Am- Amtrak Joe 
because he was the senator from Delaware, which is just outside D.C. So he didn't live mm-hmm. in D.C. He would get the Amtrak train to work every day. So he was called Amtrak Joe. That's a pain in the arse. <laughs> the commute, you Also, mean? like, how how underwhelming do you have to be as a person that your means of of like commuting is becomes your dominant feature I, and how you become Nate? I think it's because most other senators, like, fly in on hot air balloons or zeppelins or something. It's the fact that he was more humble and they all right, have like okay. golden helicopters, which is very inefficient. They don't fly very well. I got, oh, actually, none of them do. They don't fly at all. <laughs> no, they have they put wheels in them and they get pushed around by poor people. They, they, they strap onto the back of Joe's Amtrak and fly along the tracks. That's it. Um, yeah, he's been around for an awful long time. He's been a senator since, I believe, the early 80s. Um, perhaps even the mm-hmm. 70s he uh and that is also a while ago yes am i right yes yes not as yeah, man, not, nailing it we're getting close less and less while ago as we go on but still yes still of course quite granted, a while ago. not as while ago as, as someone like lincoln but it's still steve worth saying a while ago uh, the, the, the political tone that you have managed to pick up and and perfect over the two and a half years of this podcast just stuns me every time steven steven <laughs> thank you Oh, you know he means business when he uses my full name. Stephen Dimpna Muriel Byrne. <laughs> Thank you. He, That's your name, right? You are welcome, Richard Joe Walsh Nolan. <laughs> your parents weren't very artistic. No, <laughs> there's not Stephen Dimpna Muriel Byrne or whatever I said. I think it was that actually. I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. Um, yeah, so we got Joe. Joe, people aren't that enthusiastic about Joe. And you see, the problem is, this is kind of hard to gauge. The problem is, is that the media are not enthusiastic about Joe. Right. Um, the people are tired of covering him. He has, a, he's very boring. He's a very, he's a regular old politician in the old fashioned way, which is not what we're used to. No. Um, sometimes he says silly things like I'll beat up Trump or something like that. But like, that's just because he's an elf fella and that's what elf fellas <laughs> say. Uh, mostly he's just, you know, doing normal things like going to rallies and shaking babies and kissing hands. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's a, he's a center left candidate, right? Like that's like ideologically, that's kind of where he sits. Yeah. He, okay. yeah, he would be sent. Well, he'd be a centrist Democrat. So yeah, in America that makes him a center left. Yeah. That's a, right. that's a good way to describe him. So that is like, we'll, we'll come on to that later, but he would be the epitome of, of the of the moderate wing of the Democratic Party. And there's a bit of, okay. there's a bit of to and fro on about whether or not they, they should pick a, a progressive or left wing candidate, full on lefty, or they should mm-hmm. stick in the center and try and capture up the middle votes. So yeah, that's why I, I want to talk about that later on. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. So we'll, we'll move on to the person who will be considered nearly lefty, nearly full lefty, Elizabeth Warren. Okay. Well, what do you mean nearly full lefty? Like she's in comparison, more left than Joe Biden. More left than be. Joe, than Joe, but not as left as the person we'll talk about after. Okay, great. Elizabeth Warren is a senator from Massachusetts. Um, she joined the Senate a while ago, I think. Maybe A while? Oh, see, a while ago. But like a very small while ago. Okay, this while, how like rel- relative to Abraham Lincoln, Stephen? Um, uh, how would you describe this while? If you were considering the length of Abraham Lincoln as being the full space of time that we're talking about, this would be like his toenail, not that long at all. Mm, mm, interesting. Mm, interesting. You see, do you understand Richard Joe Walsh, Nolan? Mm-hmm. Yes, please continue. So she, before that, she was an advocate for essentially the middle class and economics and that kind of jazz. She's all about making sure that they don't get squashed by the economic system as it stands at the moment, which is quite important because that's happening a lot. And yeah. Yeah. So 
I like her. I like her a lot. She is very yeah. smart. In fact, I'm going. I got an "I told you so" thing. I remember when I was over in DC in 2000, and I guess it was 15. It's when the 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 last race was just starting up. It was about this time, but in the last race, and yeah. people were like, "Oh, I can't wait to have Hillary be our candidate." The people that I was meeting, um, I was like, "Oh, I'd be so happy to have a woman be elected." And I was like, "Yeah, but she's kind of been around for an awful long time in prime politics. She's a little bit." dodgy in terms of her connections to the finance so maybe we should have someone cool like Elizabeth Warren and they're like no no way that'll be <laughs> that terrible <laughs> and then bang, there she is so Elizabeth Warren is kind of doing the best out of the others well, that's, this is this is you picking and choosing your I told you so's I remember on that same America trip you ordered a Trump steak and you were like mm, man can this guy do nothing wrong well I didn't so. say well that's the Republican ticket I can take two sides <laughs> I get two votes. I have two vans. <laughs> I robbed <laughs> I robbed your van and painted it over and put my name on it too. <laughs> my vote truck. <laughs> well, it says not Richie's vote on it, so I guess that's technically legal. There you go. Maybe you the see? system isn't as beautiful as I once described. It. Oh, don't you dare talk bad about the system. It's a, <laughs> our multi our five million van system works, Dan. I will send Danny DeVito after you. <laughs> in his little go-kart. <laughs> Is that okay? Is there uh, Elizabeth Warren? What kind of policies is she about? She is all about taxing the wealthy to help the not so wealthy. She wants to break up the big tech companies because she thinks that they are oligarchies that are not out for the national goods or even the international mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of her jazz. She is for Medicare for all, which is healthcare for everybody, which would be closer to the European style of healthcare provisions and what they have in America at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. And she is kind of standing as, uh, yeah, that, that that puts her in contrast to Joe, who is more like softly, softly. She's like, no, let's go. Let's go change things yeah. now. Right. But there is somebody else who's back. He's back. Mm, mm. This Danny DeVito looking mother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, he's the spitting image of fucking... Uh, what's his name? Larry David. Yeah, he's the perfect takeoff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bernie Sanders, yeah. I mean, we all yes. know him. Some of us love him. I think he's grand. Yeah, it feels like last time around he was a much more attractive option just given what was on the table. But this time around, I don't know, it seems a bit old hat. Yeah. So he definitely started something. There was a there was, yeah, absolutely. There was a lot. He brought the conversation further left, mm. it felt like, at least when I was living there. Like it felt like the everything, like, it, it, you know, socialist is a dirty word over there but it felt like the conversation got skewed more to the left just by virtue of the fact that he was there yeah and you have people like um what's her name osario cortez who was elected and loads of other such um congress people who came in in the last the last round like very very lefty very activist kind of candidates so like it's not mm. it's not considered au fait anymore in american politics especially in the democratic party to right. consider yourself socialistic or democratic socialist so bernie mm-hmm. has a lot to do with that and he thinks that the only safe way to continue that movement is for him to continue leading it and for him to be the candidate for the White House. Right. Um, so is his platform largely the same as it was last time around? Yeah, basically. Yeah, same. Uh, Medicare for all. Very similar to mm. Elizabeth Warren, but just like rowdier, I guess you would say. Yeah. More out and, and out so- socialistic. It's kind of hard. To, it's kind of hard to determine because most of the information you get from one is either very pro or very against because it's people that either that love Warren but don't like Bernie or love Bernie, right. but don't like Warren. And it's kind of hard to tell. They're kind of it's like, there's almost like they're trying to eat themselves rather than just joining up and going steaming on. I'd love to see Elizabeth yeah. Warren with Bernie Sanders, vice president. That'd be cool. That would be great. Actually, that's, that's, that's a nice, 
that's a nice setup right there. I know I heard I read Bernie um wanted to completely abolish all student debt because it's like something it's it's in the billions penji and he just wants to wipe it out. Yeah, I would I would expect which was something I can't remember him talking about last time around. Mm. So I don't know whether it's new or not, but I thought it was interesting. I would expect that's actually a relatively popular stance among most of the candidates. I would say you would go that that would be like a pretty easy apple to pick these days. Because mm-hmm. it is kind of accepted. Yeah, it's, it's a hot topic. Yeah, it's kind of accepted that the, the student debts in America has just gotten too large, and maybe there yeah. should be a write-off in the same way that there was write-offs during the uh, two thousand and eight crash. In that kind of sense, yeah. so it would more be like Joe might be like, "Yeah, that's a good idea, but let's just make sure it works." And Bernie would be like, "No, do it now." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, should we talk about Kamala Harris? Sure. Uh, Kamala Harris is basically number four, but she's not doing so well. She is really struggling to break out. Um, she, Last time we talked about Kamala, she was doing pretty well. After I think it was the the first round of debates. Yeah, she took some. Remember she got a lot of steam. She took some swipes at at, at Diamond Joe. Um, mm. She essentially accused them of being buddies with racists. And that is he Diamond Joe or Train Joe? He's both. Or is it a Diamond Train? It's a Diamond. Like that gold helicopter. Yeah, it kind of takes away from his uh, hum- humbleness there, doesn't it? Yeah. Humility. <laughs> I always get them words wrong. Damn it! Humbleness is not a word. Humility is. <laughs> yeah. Um, Damn it, Richard, Joe, Walsh, Harris, whatever your name is. <laughs> I feel stupid now. You keep talking. <laughs> so what about Kamala Harris? So she 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 got a lot of momentum from that, those first debates based on her swipe she took at Biden. Yeah. Um, she probably got a lot of donations out of that, but I guess she kind of ran out of steam. Uh, yeah, she kind of ran out of steam. She kind of fumbled over herself. It kind of turned out that she was essentially for all the same policies that she was criticizing Joe being for. Um, right. She, yeah, she kind of, she didn't do so well. And then in the, la- in the last couple of debates, she didn't have any standout moments. Um, she's also getting a lot of flack because she was the attorney general over in California and she was quite strict in terms of clamping down on criminal offenders. And that is a bit, little bit of a controversial issue at the moment because it's tied in with the conversations about race. So people are saying that she, like, it's, it's not necessarily a solid democratic position to be pro-cops or pro pro-justice, um, mm-hmm. not not to say justice, but you know what I mean, criminal justice system. Right, okay. And, and being a former attorney general, that would have been a large part of what her standing is because she kind of went from being attorney general of California to being a senator only two years ago. So she hasn't had much time to differ- differentiate herself on the national stage. Yeah, um, that's like a very accelerated trajectory and then to go well, to like presidential candidate. Obama did it. So yeah, that's true. It, it did work. Um, mm-hmm. it's, not, it's, not, it's not unheard of but it's just mm-hmm. not working for her at the moment. Okay. Um, I would say her best chance is if Joe were to implode for some reason. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> Perhaps literally. Her best her best chance to win the White House is spontaneous human combustion. Implosion. On the part of Joe Spontaneous Biden. implosion. <laughs> Specifically implosion. Yeah. Just like <laughs> if it's he's there on stage, it, then you just see <laughs> him go, and then it's just a suit flops slowly to the ground. <laughs> I can't stress this enough. If it's an explosion, she's ruined. She's done for. She, it goes to Warren if it's an explosion. But if it's an implosion... She'd just be standing there with the gore of the of the 80-year-old senator falling off her, going, God damn it. Shit. This is the so one close. thing my policy advisor said wouldn't help me. <laughs> so, yeah, I would say she doesn't have much of a chance in the Steve-ometer. Right. Steve-ometer says, eh, probably not. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about Steve Buttigieg? Am I saying that right? Buttigieg? Yeah, but just, you called him Steve Buttigieg. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> you got the hard part right and the easy part wrong. 
Pete, dude. <laughs> Mayor Pete. Yeah. Fuck's sake. Yeah, he's he's doing pretty well. Um, when was it back when we talked about sex with Shauna? Uh, um, it was quite a while ago now. Episode, I remember it was episode sixty nine. Oh yes, so nice, so Run. funny. So <laughs> um, she she put she put me onto him. I hadn't really heard about him before, and mm-hmm. uh, he is presently the mayor of a town called uh, South Bend. Mm-hmm. Yes, in in Indiana, um, the same state that uh, Vice President Pence is from. He is married, gay, Christian, a veteran, mm-hmm. uh, very young, very articulate, mm-hmm. has a lot of Hollywood m- money behind him. But it's not doing too well in the polls because he just can't seem to break out. Is it um, that like there's nothing like he, he there's nothing policy wise that's particularly out there? He's just well, he's new. Um, yeah, he's not taking any kind of radical stances that would that would like perhaps put him on the same train as Sanders or Warren. But the point is that Sanders or Warren are already there on that train, so there's not really enough room. Right. And Joe's on his fucking diamond, diamond train track, diamond train anyway. So he's got the middle ground votes. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of just floating around. He's doing relatively okay. Some people would say he has a better chance of staying longer than Kamala Harris, okay. even though he's a little bit behind in the polls, but still not making any big explosions. Um, some people have pointed out that you can't make the assumptions that just because it's the Democratic Party we're talking about, they're entirely okay with electing a gay man as the as their nominee. Right. And especially a lot of the African-American vote because some of the African and Latino and the African-American and Latino votes could be considered a little bit more socially conservative mm-hmm. than perhaps the liberal white middle class votes. Okay. So that could be why he's not doing so well in those demographics and that could be keeping his numbers a little bit down. Okay. Interesting. It's worth, yeah, it's worth considering these kind of other factors. No, absolutely. Uh, then we got Corey Brooker. Yeah. What about him? He's a big, handsome man. He is very handsome. I think he was in an episode of Parks and Recreation, if I remember correctly. He's going out with Rosario Dawson. What? Mm-hmm. She's gorgeous. And it's kind of on the QT as well. Like, he's not oh, bragging sh- about it. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. no Steve, like, ruined we it. We didn't just out it. Like, yeah, I mean, she knocked me back and then she went for him. God dang. God. Sorry, Steve. And then he knocked me back and went for her. God dang. God, you just can't catch a break. Just can't ca- you need can't to go over ca- to the Republican side. I think you'll do better there. I just can't catch myself a giant beautiful American looker <laughs> who's running um, for president who's running for president or is a Hollywood actress uh, he's a very tall man very well spoken mm-hmm. um, he's been around for quite a while I remember watching a documentary about him called Street Fight about when he tried to become mayor of Newark in New Jersey mm-hmm. um, it's a really good documentary actually I recommend checking it out it really shows you what it's like to fight such a kind of political battle on the ground there's all oh. sorts of mad shit going on and um, he he did he didn't win that time, but he ended up winning the next time. And he by then he had quite a national profile, kind of similar to to Pete Buttigieg, mm-hmm. but just without the whole running for president part at the time. Okay. What about um, Steve Buttigieg? He's, we're still waiting to see what he's going to do. Maybe I next tr- time. I don't trust Steve Buttigieg. <laughs> he seems Something dodgy. about that guy. You know, I think he's just two children in a trench coat. <laughs> two smaller presidents in a trench. He's coat. just two smaller rotund men in a trench coat. <laughs> We'll see. Time will tell. Very um, old rotund men. Um, do you want to, yeah. Should we talk about Andrew Yang? Well, before that, I just want to point out, and I, I pointed it out. It's, it, actually, I'll mention now, I'm doing another podcast uh, called The State of 2020 for Head Stuff. No way. And You bastard. It, yeah. Cheating sorry. on this show cheating with a younger, show. hotter show. Yeah. Younger because it's only, it's, I don't even know if it's fully out yet. And then hopefully it'll be searchable by the time this episode gets released. <laughs> that would be great. But Am I having, in this one? 
Not yet, but you could Fuck. be because the point is is that it's not even my show. This is going to be uh, this is going to be the American politics show for head stuff, and I'm right. just helping it get off the ground, and I'm going to dip in and out. But for the moment, I will be there quite a lot, so I'd recommend listening. Anyway, we talked about the list of candidates in that show for the first episode. I pointed out that Cory Brooker saved some people from a literal burning fucking building, and wow. the people that were in the room with me went, yeah, so what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who are these people? They were really Were dismissive. they firefighters? Like, if, if they're firefighters, <laughs> that's the only reason I could see them having that reaction. They just think he's too, he's he's a suit. They just think he's boring. He's just another politician. They like whatever. They, that's fine. Have those opinions. But don't if dis- you're talking specifically about someone saving someone from a fire, that's that warrants a reaction. He did interviews with bandages on his hands, <laughs> describing oh. how he burst into a flaming room to save someone, and they're and, like, yes, and so I what? tried punching the fire. Hence what's the bandages. He, what's he done for us lately? <laughs> who's well? He who didn't started save the fire me from a fire, so. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Cory Brooker. I think I like him a lot. I think he's very mm-hmm. smart. I think he's very well-spoken. He kind of reminds me a bit of Barack Obama, but like a bit less cool, <laughs> which, you know, and, and perhaps a little bit more policy wonky, which I right. like, um, but I don't think this is his time. Maybe next time. Yeah. How about Andrew Yang? Andrew Yang's an interesting dude. He yeah. is similar to Trump in that he's never been an elected politician, but he's not similar to Trump in that he has a brain and he's not a total dickhead. <laughs> that's, good. that's a good, that's a good differentiator to have. Big uh, his whole thing is universal basic income. UBI. Yes, I was reading about this. I uh, universal basic income. I want us to do an episode on it because it fascinates me. I think it, I really enjoy it as a subject. Um, uh, yeah, and I think it's it's the way of the future. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm I'm fully fully in support of UBI. Um, but this is this is his whole platform. Because you want free money, of course. <laughs> <laughs> not just not so much universal, but like RBI, just like Richie basic income. He just gets money. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Just very briefly, UBI is urinary bowel infection. Oh God! And he wants to give it to everyone, guys. <laughs> oh, that sounds awful. That sounds Doesn't like it? the worst thing ever. That sounds doesn't like, even make sense. <laughs> that sounds like typhoid on crack. That's just the worst. Anyway, uh, no, it's universal basic income. It's 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 money from the government giving to given to every citizen. And the point is, is that. More and more people are talking about this because of automation and how we're going to lose our jobs. And maybe we should just pay people for being alive rather than having to work for a living, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, a lot to be said for free money. There is. And there's a lot of nuance to it. It isn't just like free money. There's like robot taxes and, and like there's loads of different like factors involved in balancing out. Yeah, there's loads of serious and normal things like robot taxes. <laughs> Well, good job, I heard Richard that's and Nolan. The, I heard that's what the new uh, Terminator movie is about. <laughs> that they're rebooting. <laughs> Arnold's on the warpath. He's just going around. He's, he's going around punching, punching like machines that are building cars. Going, pay your taxes. <laughs> he's like put, shouting at Google, "Hey!" <laughs> oh, well, I thought he would be against the robot tax. Well, no, you see, he's he's against the machines. He's the Terminator on our side. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. probably a different Terminator who is who's mm, against the taxes. Probably like a republic a Republican Terminator. Uh, yeah, like Re- a Trumpinator. Republicoid. Re- <laughs> Trumpinator or Republicoid? <laughs> I think Trumpinator's better than Republicoid. Oh whatever, Richie. Pick your that sounds joke. Like Fine. A, that sounds worse than urinary bowel infection. <laughs> Nothing sounds worse than <laughs> urinary urinary bowel infection. <laughs> okay, we're nearly there. <laughs> we need to push through this. First of all, about- true fake facts. 
Okay, okay, true fake facts. Uh, do you want to go first? I went first last time. Okay. Um, yeah, I got one, and I can't believe I found this out. I think this may be breaking news. Yeah. But you know the, the candidate for the Democratic presidency, Bernie Sanders? Yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, we've just talked about him. And do you yeah. know very handsome and famous actor Brad Pitt? I don't think he won an Oscar, but probably nominated. Yeah, yeah, familiar with those cheekbones. Um, Brad Pitt is Bernie Sanders' nephew. No fucking way. Hold yeah. on, I'm going to pull up pictures of them side by side. Clickety-clack, type type Actually, you know what? When you take them and overlay them on top of each other, <laughs> they have almost the exact same face. <laughs> I'm doing it now. I've put one on top. Oh my God, Steve, they're you see? almost identical. They're very Well, I mean, there, there's a lot of close family res- familial resemblance. Yeah, it's, oh my God, look at yeah. that. Yeah, there you go. They have the exact same hair. <laughs> Brad Pitt has the same hair <laughs> as Bernie Sanders. He's I didn't got, catch that in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but actually, hold on, I'm going to pull up a still, still from the trailer. Uh, yeah, if you freeze frame it, it's basically just Bernie Sanders' hair on Brad Pitt. You see? Wow. That's crazy. You mm. think that's going to hurt or help Sanders? Oh, help. I mean, he's yeah, a handsome man, you know? He is. He's very, Hollywood very charismatic. Has, has only done good things, apart from all those bad things he did. Right, exactly. Yeah. If anything... Brad Pitt could be hurt by Bernie Sanders. Well, that's the thing. Mm. That's it. He's like, um, they're, having, they're having their Thanksgiving dinner back at home. I was like, Brad, Brad, pay more taxes, Brad. You're a rich man. You got to pay more taxes. It's like, leave me alone, Uncle Bernie. <laughs> it's a pretty good Brad Pitt. Yeah, he just kind of mumbled. <laughs> or if he's, if he's doing he's one of his eating. charismatic He's always ones, he's eating. Like, is he? Oh, yeah, he he's, is. In all of his movies, he's always eating all oh, the that's, time. That was Ocean's Eleven. Is that all the other ones as well? Oh, maybe that's all I'm thinking about. I'm always think, just thinking about Ocean's Eleven. It's a very good movie. Yeah. Okay. What's your true fake fact? Uh, my true fake fact about uh, the the 2020 elections. So, you know, when you go into the your ballot box to vote. Mm, in the back of the well, van. The back of the van. <laughs> well, they're trialing out a new thing in the States. Because, you know, like they have like digital voting, blah, blah, blah. They're trying to kind of like modernize it and stuff. So when you get your, your piece of paper that you, you mark on, um, there's going to be a picture of the candidates and the ballot papers are now going to be scratch and sniff. So you can scratch like a picture of Trump's face and sniff it and then get a smell of what he Do you know what's like. really or, funny? Huh. Just two weeks ago in work, I turned to the guy sitting beside me and I said, what do you think Donald Trump smells like? Well, see this, and Steve, this is exactly why they're doing it, right? Because you think about like your, your normal senses. You use your sight and your hearing to like, and your touch, obviously, when you're um, assessing a president. Yeah, exactly. All these things. Um, you're used to hearing from them. You're used to looking at them. You're used to touching them, but you never really get the chance to smell them, mm. and that's that's misleading because it's always confused someone, me for why when we're touching them we don't smell them. But go on, it's usually just, it's a secret service thing. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but now for once you're going to get a chance to actually smell the candidate, which gives you a full like holistic 360 picture of what this candidate is like. Because, you know, you could all, you could be about Elizabeth Warren, you know, and follow her and be a donor and all that stuff. And then, you You're know. Like, oh my God, why sh- does she smell like Brie? Well, that's it. And not even good Brie. Yeah. It's just like, it's either, yeah, it's just, it's just no good. And that's not, yeah. that's, that's not my president. So, <laughs> I, you know, I want a president that smells <laughs> like talcum powder. What, what yeah, yeah. would you like your president to smell like? You see, I imagine that Donald Trump smells like talcum powder. Ah, you ruined it now. Talcum powder is such a nice, pleasant smell in my mind. I know, but there's just something about him that, that just strikes I me. Think, as like, no, I think sounds, he smells he like two day. He, no, he smells like two day old KFC. <laughs> oh, that big tie dipping into the gravy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, like. I want my president to smell like refreshers, the sweets. 
Oh yeah, it's a good one. It's a good smell. What do you want? What do you want? What smell do you want? A talcum powder. I've smelled Michael this. D. Higgins. What? No, you haven't. I have. I had a when? conversation with him one time. Describe it. Now. Describe it. The smell? Yeah. <laughs> kind of just like a pleasant old man smell. Oh, great. Like mothballs and Werther's originals. Yeah. And like a little a little bit of talcum powdery. See, that's it. That's my president, man. There you Fuck. go. Okay. So those are the true fake facts. All true. All, all fake. <laughs> all facts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's we touched on this a little bit earlier on, but um there's loads of Democratic candidates and they're covering a pretty broad spectrum from kind of your Joe Biden century left kind of candidate all the way over to towards Robot like socialists. <laughs> exactly. So what what has their internal debate been like amongst these very different kind of factions of the same party? It's been quite vigorous, actually, to be honest. And right. um and certainly in the first few debates, when you had some other randos that I'm not even going to bother remembering what their names are, but basically like the equivalent of Joe Walsh, mm. um, they were really going at uh, Bernie and Elizabeth Warren on the basis that they were too radical. Um, they think that the best way to beat Trump is to go for a centrist, middle middle of the road candidate. Right. Whereas Elizabeth Warren and Bernie and quite a few of the others are like, no, fuck that, double down, let's be lefties. That's the best way to invigorate the base and go and win. And also mm-hmm. the best way to fix America. Right. Um, so I'd say healthcare has probably been the biggest flashpoint. Right. So, so take someone like Biden and take someone like Bernie then. Let's take opposite ends of the spectrum, like over the left spectrum. What are their views on healthcare? Biden likes what's there now, which is Obamacare. Mm-hmm. So he wants to fix the damage that's been done to it by the Republicans in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And also add on a few bits to okay. make it make it better for people, make it cheaper or make it more accessible because it isn't there for everyone at the moment. Okay. Bernie Sanders basically wants what's called a single payer system where you don't pay for your individual health care. You pay a tax and that pays for the health care on behalf of the state, like the NHS, basically. Right. They want okay. the NHS. Yeah. And okay. they don't want to, they don't want people to have the option of having private healthcare systems, okay, private so, he- healthcare insurances. Okay, they just so want everyone the, on this one even playing field. Yes, exactly. And there is a bit of a problem with that because an awful lot of Democrats are former middle class kind of workers who have very decent healthcare plans mm-hmm. on the basis of the deals that their unions would have done with their employers, mm-hmm. and that the idea of them losing the plans that they like scares them. Yeah. But Bernie and and Elizabeth Warrens and any of the other candidates who back back up the plan say you don't have to worry about that. Nobody likes their health insurer. People like their doctors, and we're not going to change the doctors. We're just going to change how it's paid, and we're going to make it more accessible for everybody. Right. Um. Yeah, it's a good idea. Healthcare is broken in America. It Absolutely. costs more than any other healthcare system in the world, but they get fuck all in return. So, mm-hmm. shaking it up is probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. But it won't be as easy peasy as Bernie Sanders and the others are saying. It won't just be a matter of we're going to do it in day one. This is a multi-presidential term project that'll cost bazillions. Right. So it's a big project. And um, but look, the, the 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 point of these debates and these arguments is to have the, the broad spectrum debate, and then whoever gets in can whittle it down afterwards. I guess. Yeah, like you say, like you say it's, it, this isn't something that could be fixed in a day. It'll take a solid bank holiday weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. a while. A while. A while. <laughs> a while. A while. What about immigration? 
That feels like oh, immigration's been another big one. Yeah. yeah. So um, we didn't mention him in the list, uh, but Julian Castro. He's not worth mentioning, to be honest. He's not. He, he's been very loud, but he's not getting any any coverage or any, or any um any traction in the polls. So he's, mm-hmm. he's got no chance of winning. But he has been making a lot of noise about immigration. He says we have to, or America has to. I always say we because I'm talking so much American politics. I think it's mine, but I always have to remind myself I'm just an observer. Yeah. I vote in the van for Michael D. Higgins. <laughs> That's it. Um, he wants to decriminalize uh, non-permitted immigration. I was going to say illegal immigration, but that wouldn't be illegal anymore, would it? <laughs> <laughs> and it's it sounds radical because obviously maybe you shouldn't encourage people for for breaking laws. But the point that he brings up is that it was only actually criminalized in the 2000s by Bush. Mm. So it wouldn't be that big of a change. Yeah. Um, he thinks making them civil offenses and dealing with them in a more humane way. But the problem is, is that as it's a criminal offense, you have an organization like ICE, the uh, Immigration Control, which people have heard a lot about how terrible yeah. they have been. in Babies in cages. Babies in cages. Like we actually, we had the episode um, with the Dreamer. Um, yeah. Who told us all about how hard it is to be an, an undocumented person living in the US. Yeah. So he wants to try and make it easier for them. And that is getting a quite a lot of pushback. Some people were standing aghast going, how are you supposed to, how are we supposed to defend ourselves against Republicans when you're claiming that we should legalize everybody for no reason, mm. which isn't necessarily a fair rebuttal, but it is a valid one, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, guns have been a big issue. Um, mm-hmm. Another candidate we didn't mention because he's doing shite is, what's his name? Beto O'Rourke, tall guy from Texas. Yeah who is from El Paso and there was a big mass shooting over there and he took a couple of weeks off the campaign to go and spend some time and came back going, fuck guns, we're going to take all the guns off everybody. Yeah. Most Democrats are for a lot more gun control. Yeah. And some are for more than others, basically, is the gist of it. Okay. And is that like something that skews, like as you go more centered, it's less control? Like is that a fair... No, actually, this is one that would be crossed the spectrum. So Bernie Sanders would, in fact, be lighter on gun control. Right. Just because he's a he's a rural senator from Vermont. Right. I guess. But it isn't something that follows the same left-right path as the economic stuff. Cool. Race. Uh, race. Oh, it's always fun. Let's talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely not going to put my foot in it here and get in trouble. What's your favorite race, Steve? <laughs> Oh, we just know I don't like Belgians because <laughs> they're not a country. It's let's not, not get into. Let's not get into that. It's not a nationality. <laughs> what, what about race? Um, yeah, it's a controversial one as well because it kind of ties into the into, into the other ones. It ties into immigration. It ties into guns because of like most of the gun deaths don't happen through mass shootings. They happen through guns being used in communities and in, in especially like in dangerous urban places mm-hmm. um, where a lot of the people getting killed are African-Americans, Latinos and other ethnic minorities because essentially you're more likely to be poor if you're yeah. from one of the minorities. Um, so they're kind of tying them all into that and some people think that the Democratic Party isn't doing enough to stand up for minorities in there but it's kind of, it's kind of complicated. Like, I mean, it's... It's like Joe Biden is doing the best <laughs> in terms of um, African-American votes. What? He's doing better than Cory Brooker or Kamala Harris. What? Just, yeah, he's more appealing to African-American voters for whatever reason. Okay. Uh, Bernie Sanders has always had a race problem. He doesn't do well with uh, minorities. 
Um, Elizabeth Warren, I'm not really sure has she been properly tested yet. I think she would need she'd need some people to drop off the ticket before we see where the votes go. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a complicated and confusing one, and I am not smart or brave enough to analyze it properly. <laughs> or say what your favorite race is, you coward. Um, Siberians, their class. <laughs> Deadly. It's a, it's because a, it's a fun word to say. What about your least favorite race? Belgians. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> um, we touched on it before, but the, the idea of tech monopolies. Yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren is kind of leading the charge on this one. Um, and funnily enough, Cory Brooker is kind of on the opposite spectrum because there's a video where Cory Brooker's on the Oprah's couch with Mark Zuckerberg and he's like, I'll give you $7 million for schools. That's my Mark Zuckerberg impression. Bang on. And uh, Cory Brooker's like, woo, and Oprah's like, yeah, jumping up and down, doing her Oprah thing. And uh, yeah, that's kind of come back to bite him since Mark Zuckerberg's not so cool anymore. No, not at all. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Elizabeth Warren says that they are too big, too dangerous, and it is best to break them up and stop them from being as controlling over our individual lives. Right. Other people are saying... Let's not attack big American corporations. Like some of these corporations are the biggest in the world and they're all based in America. So maybe we should be nicer to our own. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of split between those two arguments. Yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in two minds about it. I, you know, let's not get into it. Now. It's a bigger, it's a bigger topic. Anyway, so US president, it affects more than just Americans, right? They're like the biggest, they're a super, one of the biggest superpowers in the world right now. What are the biggest, most immediate foreign policy changes we could see from a non-Trump White House? If a Democrat got elected. If a Democrat would, got elected. If a Democrat got elected, they would immediately stop America from leaving the Paris Climate Accords. Yes. For one. That's a guarantee. Mm-hmm. Because I think the process takes four years. So when Trump declared him leaving, the time that it would actually take effect would, would have been after his 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 second inauguration. So... That would be stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, you can expect the president to not randomly be friends with America's official enemies, such as Russia or or Kim Jong Un. <laughs> what a novel concept! Yeah, it's, yeah. It's not to say that America as a country has necessarily changed its foreign policy, but the president is on his own spectrum at the moment. So that would be <laughs> you would you would expect the president to actually be more in line with what the rest of his country is doing. Yeah. Um, what else would change? Yeah, they would they would be friendlier, basically, with more of the world. Yeah. Mm. Just nicer all right. Just nicer all right. Yeah, less. <laughs> but yeah, but not yeah, nicer with nice people, less nice with the bad people, which is not how it's going at the moment. Yeah. Nice is in quotes, I guess, in that sense. Uh th- speaking of those Russians, those pesky Russians, are they still a concern for this election? Absolutely. Um, right. But we're on actually, the they're on the lookout now. Yeah, but the problem is is that as it's just so hard to figure out what's going on. And they've also had four years of practice. So their, their techniques are going to be even better than they were before. So, and it's not just the Russians anymore. It's the Iranians, it's the Egyptians. I think some of the Israelis are getting involved. There's probably an Irish espionage unit getting involved now for the Sure, you and me are heading over. (laughs) (laughs) That's our special mission. But we were just going to go get a tour of the White House, just a normal tour that anyone can get. And then just go into a pair of glasses and stick the glasses to the wall and listen to one end of the glasses like they do in the movies. Yeah. And you've That's... got a stethoscope. stethoscope <laughs> and I just keep putting on your back and you're like, what are you doing? I was like, well, that's what a stethoscope is for. <laughs> and we, we're both wearing those glasses, nose, mustache combo masks. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's over my normal our, Over our own facial hair. 
<laughs> and we got the newspapers with the eyes cut out. Oh. And we're just walking around, bumping into things, we bumping into gonna, precious heirlooms. We're going to find out so many secrets. So many secrets. All the secrets. Anyway, but yeah, the Russians are a concern as well as many others. Yes. And it's especially concerning because it's obvious that the president wants to be friends with the Russians, whereas the rest of America doesn't. Mm. So who knows what the fuck is going to happen there. Hopefully mm-hmm. they won't actually change the election results as they tried to last time. Getting your crossed. Uh, sorry, I'm just burning through these because we're kind of running out of time. Uh, predictions. What do you think, Steve, is going to happen? Just in general with this election. Um, I think Trump will probably lose. Yeah, good. To heart disease. <laughs> <laughs> He's the fittest president there ever was, Richie. What are yeah, you talking so about? So I keep hearing <laughs> with that doctor that he paid like five bucks. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, the, yeah, the harder part is to guess who's going to go against him. I guess. I mean, it just looks like it's going to be Joe Biden, even yeah. if the media and me, to be honest, don't really want them to. Sure. But okay. Well, like then let's be. predictions are always like a loaded, like like a dangerous topic to go into. Let's talk about like our favorites. So, who's your who's your favorite? Like in an ideal world, who would you want? I like Elizabeth Warren. I think yeah. she's got good ideas. She's got, she's good on the campaign trail. She, she's, she's all the things that Hillary could have been if it wasn't essentially the personality of Hillary backing them up. So mm. I, I, and then, and as well, she's also incredibly much more lefty. So yeah, I think I would like her. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Please America. I, yeah. She'd be my, my pick as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, I like I, the others. I like Cory Brooker. I, I, had a lot of respect for Kamala Harris before the campaign going. I'm not so much of a fan fan of mm-hmm. hers anymore. I like Petey. I like Mayor Petey, Mayor Steve mm-hmm. Buttigieg. Um, Steve and Buttigieg. Andrew Yang has got some good ideas, but you can't be that a Richie president. basic income. <laughs> you can't be a president where your answer to every question is UBI, which is essentially <laughs> is a stick at the moment. Yeah. yeah. And the rest of them can just fuck off <laughs> and, <laughs> and really should hurry up. Like, Beto O'Rourke, what the fuck are you doing to run for president? Go and run for fucking Senate in Texas, you dickhead. <laughs> yeah that's one that we, we didn't talk about all of the candidates because there's so many we just yeah they're it. starting to drop out now uh, Bill de, ba- de Bill de Blasio the mayor of New York mm. he was like always at the far end of the debate podiums because he was doing the worst he's officially quit okay but also because he's not allowed on the stage anymore because he doesn't get any votes so <laughs> but slowly but surely you're going to see it like I, I suspect by Christmas we'll be down to well actually we're kind of we're probably going to be stuck with the ten that we had on stage, maybe one or two more, mm-hmm. until the first votes in January. Okay, that's my prediction. Ah, I got a prediction. There we go. Uh, hot hit prediction. Hit predict. Who do you think Trump's going to win? No, I, I I don't think I could get out of bed in the morning if I f- fundamentally believed that that man would be still there for another four um, years. I mean, I could see lots of reasons why he would, but we'll save that for another argument. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I just, it wouldn't, look, oh. it wasn't the end of the world last time. No, but also wasn't great. No, and of course. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it wouldn't stop me getting out of bed is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's true. That's a very defeatist attitude. I just, I'm just so beaten down. I think recently, last two weeks with, with, um, new stuff. I just, yeah. Anyway, we shan't get into that now. <laughs> I'm just hoping, no, I'm hoping for a Warren victory. Yes. Yeah. Is that it? Is that everything for sure. in terms of the, the 2020? Well, no, because this is still 2019, so we got a lot more to talk about. <laughs> no, I think we're good for we can just sit on our arses for a year. Okay, Granger. Well, we'll fucking hour fifty. We're, we're running over a little bit. All right, let, let's wrap this up. Uh, money, please. 
Give us some money. Go Give to Kofi. Yeah, whatonpolitics.com forward slash beer and buy us a pint and we'll send you a bonus episode and our and kisses. Or go see us live. <gasps> That's it. Yeah, fuck. I already forgot about it. Yes. Uh, ticket link in the show notes. Um, tickets, I don't, they'll be reasonably priced. It's not going to be an expensive thing at all. All I'm uh, saying is mm-hmm. it, it, it I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's not the queen. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Double negatives, man. Who knows? <laughs> All I'm saying is, yeah, I'm not the one who doesn't know, right? But it, <laughs> <laughs> look, it's someone good. It's someone good. May or may not be the queen. Who's to say? Not us. But it's someone good. We're uh, not the ones night. to not tell you. Okay. That's yeah, exactly. Saying. We're not not the ones to not tell you. And also, the Irish Times guys are fucking great too. Like it'll be a, it'll be a good night all round. Mm. Come say hi. Um, yeah, links for that and the the Kofi are in the show notes. Um, what else? At what on politics on Instagram? I mentioned earlier about attending the climate strikes in London. I stuck up some nice pictures of that. If you want to go check them out, Steve also posted a lovely picture of Ted, the Labrador. Oh no, Hercules! Sorry, not Ted. Ted on is the, the Labradoodle. He has been pushed out by the cuter Labrador. The cute, we yeah. will get Ted back on more when he's in Dublin next time. Yeah, exactly. So for cute uh, puppy pictures and political protest pictures and other P-based images. Oh, that didn't oh, God. <laughs> did not, Damn I it, genuinely Richie. didn't mean that. Now you have to put in the bit about... No, sh- no, blah. <laughs> no, no, beeping that out. Uh, <laughs> the bit about your... <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm beeping it all out. It's all going to beep out. <laughs> so at Wallen Politics on Instagram at Wallen Politics on Gmail if you want to reach out to us not at Wallen Politics at gmail.com <laughs> fuck two and a half years you think we'd be better at this at Wallen Politics on Twitter WallenPolitics.com just Wallen Politics god damn it just google us no one else is called Wallen Politics it's a stupid name <laughs> no you've got the SEO down thick. yeah you'll find us we're look, there. We fucking love you, so come and see us or send yeah. us money. Do one of the two of them and look Do goodbye. Alright, just good God. luck. See ya. Oh. Thanks for listening. You guys are great, alright? You're done. Do you, do you love me? Yeah, you're fucking class, alright? For fuck's sakes, Jesus. Oh, I fucking I value your friendship. <laughs> Fuck. That's your stripping voice. Stop taking off your clothes. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> oh, He's like the Hulk. Okay, I got one sock off. <laughs> <laughs> you done your back in. <laughs> right. Bye, Richie. Goodbye. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network.